0: Hello and welcome to the European People's Podcast for today's EBP Explainer episode. My name is Alexandra Henman and I will be your host for this series. From AFET to Econ, ECB to MFF, CAP to CFP, ECJ to the CJEU, Treaty of Maastricht to the Treaty of Lisbon, Subsidiarity to Social Market Economy, plenty of acronyms and obscure terms. Even those of us that work in it can admit that the language of the European Union is a little confusing. EPP Explainers deliver bite-sized introductions on individual topics, policy areas and terms, in straight-talking language to help you understand what happens in Brussels, why it matters, and what the European People's Party does. An attempt at dispelling the notion that Brussels is full of unelected bureaucrats, demystifying the European Parliament and other EU institutions, or, as people in Brussels often say, opening up the black box of decision-making which, to put it plainly, means making things clearer so that all citizens can understand. From 2016 to early 2020, Brexit, the UK's exit from the EU, dominated the British news cycle. It has taken up more than its fair share of column space across Europe as well. With the outbreak of COVID-19, the B-word took a back seat. But as EU chief Brexit negotiator Michel Barnier and his team in Brussels conduct further rounds of talks on the future relationship with David Frost and his team in London, it is once again back in the headlines. So, a quick recap on Brexit for today's EPP Explainer. On the 23rd of June, 2016, the United Kingdom voted to leave the European Union, 51.9% to 48.1%. On one hand, a lot has happened since then. On the other hand, not a lot has happened. A year later, we're almost, On 29 March 2017, the then British Prime Minister Theresa May and her government triggered Article 50 of the Treaty on the European Union. On 17 October 2019, with Boris Johnson now as the British Prime Minister, the withdrawal agreement and political declaration was approved at the European Council. After three extensions granted to the UK by the then European Council President Donald Tusk in agreement with the leaders of the EU27 and after 47 years of EU membership, The UK left the EU at midnight on 31st of January 2020. Well, midnight in Central European time, 11pm in Greenwich Mean Time. Order! Order! What followed and where we are now is an 11-month transition period due to last until the 31st of December 2020. During this time, the UK remains in the customs union and the single market, while travel, trade and freedom of movement all remain the same. The transition period was envisaged to allow for UK businesses and bureaucracies to prepare for life after the EU, and to set out what the UK's post-Brexit relationship with the EU would look like. The future trade deal must be negotiated within this time frame. Some have said this is ambitious, others it is impossible, and some that it is doable. Whatever the best adjective is to describe this, there are three main possible outcomes. One, a trade deal is negotiated. Two. Not enough progress is made, more time needed, the UK asks the EU for an extension of this period, before the 30th of June, and a trade deal is negotiated in this extra time. 3. Negotiations are unsuccessful, no extension is asked for, there is a no-deal Brexit. So, what can we expect? The outbreak of Covid-19 in Europe happened shortly after the negotiations on the future relationship started. Governments worldwide have devoted their time and resources over the last few months to confronting the immense challenges presented by this pandemic. In this context, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has reiterated that the UK will not ask for an extension. After the landslide Conservative victory in the elections on the 12th of December 2019, Prime Minister Johnson now has a sizeable majority in the Commons and a much more pro-Brexit Tory parliamentary party. This makes him less vulnerable to losing his position should there be a no-deal Brexit. Lockdown measures have paused face-to-face negotiations with Michel Barnier's team. While video conferences have become the norm over the last couple of months, the practical limitations and shortcomings of their use in negotiations have been lamented by many. Often negotiations can last through the night with both teams working hard to hammer out agreements. It's difficult to recreate this atmosphere through computer screens. Michel Barnier said in his statement following round three of trade talks that while some progress was made on fisheries, on other more difficult topics, they have failed to make any real advances. The Common Fisheries Policy CFP, is proving to be particularly difficult and some are worried that the issue will derail talks. As well as fishing, a number of other areas need to be covered by the trade deal and the terms of the future relationship. This includes science, education, data policy, security cooperation, farming, goods and services, as well as the question of human rights. This week, starting the 1st of June, the teams commenced the fourth round of talks. While commentators on both sides have said that this is a decisive week, many have said that they do not expect a breakthrough. So that's it for today's EPP Explainer. Thank you for listening. Our next episode will be a more in-depth but still straight-talking discussion on Brexit, the trade talks, and where we are after the fourth round of negotiations, picking up just where this episode has left off.